in the cold darkness of space, something is lurking in the shadows, a creature designed only for mayhem. This 1979 thriller provides a powerful source of fear through isolation, the unseen, and the unknowingly monstrous. Alien is a classic designed to leave you only easily entertained. No. I am your father. And here we go. That belongs in a museum. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? You're gonna need a bigger boat. This is Sparta! Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Dr. Grant, my idea, Dr. Zach. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Welcome back to Season 2 of Easily Entertained. Hope you had a fantastic new year. My name is Bryson Olson. I'm your host as we go through all things entertainment. And today we are talking about the classic movie, Alien. Probably one of my favorite thrillers slash horror movies and probably my favorite movie monster of all time is the Xenomorph that they designed for the film. It is truly a marvel at practical um, costumes and effects and it's just a great film it's one of the ones that i think is borderline perfect like there's nothing hugely wrong with it there's a good story there's a good cast there's a good um practical effects there's good editing there's good cinematography there's so many good things about it so i thought why not talk about alien and why it's such a good film to really give you that kind of sense of uneasiness and i think to really get in the first part of that because there are several fears that go throughout this film the first one that we really have to deal with is isolation people fear being alone that's a very internal like primal fear of humans we don't like being alone we're very social creatures we want to be around other people even if you're introverted there are people that are like that i'm like a mix of both you still need some human interaction we are very social creatures and even if you don't want to be around them very long we are biologically built to be around other humans and to interact with other humans that provides a dopamine response and it's very integral to our survival it is basically a requirement of how we can survive so to really make an audience feel some fear in a story such as this you have to isolate them you have to make the characters feel isolated and since you are usually empathizing with the characters and you're putting yourself in their shoes that makes you feel isolated and more fearful of what is happening in the story in this movie it takes place in space they take place on board the fictional ship of the nostromo which is a transportation vehicle that is meant to transport mining material that has been mined on other planets or asteroids and they're heading back they are awoken by a distress signal that the mothership picked up and decided to go check it out they go see it they find a dead pilot in a crash ship and eggs they're kind of weird they look a little odd 
because we're out in the middle of nowhere, it makes you feel a slight sense of uneasiness. You don't know what these eggs are. You don't know why they crashed in the middle of nowhere. It's a single pilot. They're isolated. The crew is isolated. They can't call for help. They're in space millions or billions of years and miles away from other people. And that hits you internally. You feel it. You see it. It's eating away at your skin and your insides. You can feel that something's going to happen. It's too uneasy that they're in the middle of nowhere and these strange things are occurring. And it will gradually start building up. As they check out the eggs and stuff, one of the crew members, he's attacked by what's called a face hugger. It's a little alien that is in the eggs. It latches on to a face of its victim and deposits an egg into it. So, you know, it's an egg to have an egg, basically. But you then have this isolation fear expanded upon because now someone's in trouble and you can't call for help. You guys are the only help. And so you have to get him back to the ship. You have to try and see if your medical officer can help him. But this isolation is still eating away. You're in the middle of nowhere. There's only so much help you can do with one person. And the embryo that's deposited into the crew member eventually breaks out. It's called a chestburster in the lore. But he is now off the team, and now there's this creature running around, and they have to go find it. And so now we're, once again, we're expanding on that isolation fear. We have to split up the crew members. And in a horror movie, you know that's a bad idea. You don't want to split up because that's how people get picked off and killed really quickly because they don't know what this creature is they don't know if it could kill more people or what who knows could it get bigger could it die of natural causes because it doesn't have like its normal setting who knows but it's that splitting up that adds to the isolation fear you have less safety with less crew members so as one person dies and then another person dies and another person dies Ripley the main character who we're mostly following feels the most isolated the crew is disappearing there's no safety in numbers anymore because that's a very like if you want to feel safe you need to be in a big group because it's harder to pick off a group than it is an individual and so this makes your character feel uneasy they're in space there's no real chance of rescue that would be years maybe light maybe it's light years away that they're from earth i don't can't remember how much they actually say but they're in the middle of nowhere and it adds to a stress you're doing it all yourself you have to focus on this fear and it eats away at you and you're trying to keep your cool because there's only so many of you and you have to deal with it but it's that isolation that is that starts everything it makes everything feel worse. It amplifies the other fears. And any fear that comes after it just builds upon it. You feel a pressure in your soul, essentially, of just something's going to happen. We're in the middle of nowhere. I can't do anything. 
what's going to happen to me? And that's how you get started in Alien, is that isolation fear. They even say it in, I think, the tagline of the of the posters. It's, in space, no one can hear you scream. And that's why space is such a good setting for a horror movie, because you typically have to isolate your characters in a horror movie, because that's how you make them feel a lot more vulnerable. But it's hard to do that supernaturally without like seeming forced like a lot of movies so say like Evil Dead they're in a cabin they're away from civilization that feels isolating in Scream they're around a lot of people so they have to figure out a way to make them feel isolated while still being around other people so that's making the characters not believe them they feel emotionally isolated they feel like they're making it up or it's all in their heads and that fear is the probably the first thing you focus on when making a thriller or a horror movie because isolation is something that everyone can feel at some point you can't always fear like something supernatural or a monster because not everyone's going to have an experience with that but the first thing you can target is isolation because that can target everybody. Once you have the isolation down, you can start to add things onto it, start to build upon it, such as something that's unseen. That is the next fear that it targets. We have another primal innate fear of being watched. If you ever are sitting alone in like your home or somewhere in public, just by yourself, and you kind of feel something, like something's watching you, like peering in, that's, an, that's this fear of being watched, but you don't know what's watching you. You can look around, you don't see anything, but you know something's there. What could it be? And that adds upon isolation because that makes you feel isolated. It makes you feel vulnerable that you don't control your environment. Humans are very obsessed with control. Even though we can't control every environment, we try to control the things we can so that we feel more secure in our environments. If you're being watched, that's something you can't control. And knowing you can't control it starts to eat away at your brain something's watching me I don't know where it is that's dangerous there's something that could be out there that could hurt me and that's what this movie targets once the alien is born it escapes into the ship where did it go now now they have to find it and because they have to split up that makes them vulnerable the alien's watching them throughout the entire ship it could be in the shadows it could be in a little crevice it could be right in plain sight and they wouldn't know it that's the beauty of this monster is that it's not shown a lot and typically with a lot of movie monsters they try to show them a lot which granted a lot of them it's like because it's very visually appealing it looks awesome as a movie monster and don't get me wrong the xenomorph looks fantastic I think it's kind of biomechanical look to it is what makes it very fearful and we'll talk about that a little bit more but if you don't show the creature 
all that much, it makes you more afraid because you don't know what it actually is, what its actual intentions are as it's picking everybody off. But you have to find it to stop it. You can't let it out roaming amongst the ship while you're still trying to pilot. You can't go back to your cryo bed while the alien is still there because it could come and get you. It's that scary feeling of not knowing what's in the shadows. People aren't really afraid of the dark specifically. You're afraid of what's in the dark. You're afraid of what you can't see and what you don't understand. And that is something this movie focuses on so heavily. Ridley Scott really wanted to emphasize all these fears into it. You want to be a part of these characters' lives and feel the fear that they do. You feel like there's a monster that could come and get you at any point. Watching the movie, if, especially if you're by yourself and you're in like a dark room, what could be in the shadows? Maybe it's the alien. Obviously, it's not going to be. But your brain starts making up these scenarios. What if I was in this situation? What's in that shadow over there? Could it be something dangerous? An unseen problem is a dangerous problem. That's how things get wrong. You go wrong. You can't let it out. You can't run from it. You have to face it. But your body and your mind is telling you don't. There's something there. And that's what's going to get you hurt. And playing on fears like that is how you create this movie monster that's truly menacing. It's not something that you can just add to any character. You have to do it with intention. Adding the isolation feeling. You first make your characters feel really vulnerable anyways without the movie monster you have to make them feel very unnerved they're in the middle of nowhere they don't know what they can do they don't know if they're going to make it out alive of anything because it's space space is very unpredictable it's not as unpredictable as like oceans because that's like pressure and stuff but still unpredictable we don't know everything about space we don't know everything that could happen. So you already have these characters feeling very vulnerable. And then you add something unknown. You add something that they can't see. And then it amplifies that fear. Now they're vulnerable and something else knows it. Something they can't see but can see them. Something that they're trying to hunt but is also hunting them. These fears hit us in our core. It's something that over years and years and years of evolution that we still have. We don't like feeling isolated. We know a group is safe. We don't like not being like we don't like being watched and not knowing what it is because that something could be a predator. It could be coming to take us. And that is why this film does so well is because it has a hidden monster it's not all in your face it's only in your face a very specific times when it really needs to but the rest of the time it's a shadow it's a small glimpse of the creature something that 
you have to use your imagination to really think about. And that is where it gets even scarier because your mind is making up these things. What could it be? How dangerous could it be? Is it like a lion or could it be something even worse? What kind of creature is this and how is it going to affect me? And that brings us to the design of the creature, to how it, how, to how they gave it life and the real fear it preyed upon. Because like I said, this movie, it keeps amplifying that fear. It's not just focusing on one thing. It's adding to it. And it adds to it over and over again. The more you see the creature, the more unnerved you feel the more it really hits you in this creature. So, you know, they made it practical. They gave it real, tangible life. They added a suit to it. They put slime on it to make it seem all um, gross and just primal, as if it's just slobbering everywhere. It's like an alien. You can't really discern what it is. And to even amplify it, even if you don't know, your brain is telling you that something's wrong. You have the face hugger, which looks like oddly phallic underneath. It looks strange. It looks otherworldly. And then you have the xenomorph covered in slime, making production a nightmare. Actors constantly have to take a break, adding to the nightmare that is the creature it's sort of humanoid. It can stand bipedally. It has a body and legs and arms similar in proportion-wise to ours. That is the truest fear of Alien, is that it's something too similar to a human. If you've ever felt the uncanny valley feeling when you're watching a movie with some CGI of a person that looks weirdly off. It kind of makes you feel like a little fearful. It's not like, oh, it just kind of looks weird. No, it's it's a fear response. It's something internally that is telling you this is not right. This is dangerous. And that is the deepest primal fear. And that comes from the very early days of humans when we had Homo sapiens and Neanderthals roaming the same areas, which I believe are two different species. I could be wrong. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember the actual biological names of everything. But there were different types of of humans. Homo sapiens eventually won out. That's why we populated the planet. But there were other types of humans that would sometimes eat other humans. That targets a fear response. We are now afraid of anything that looks similar to us, but not similar enough. That's how a lot of monsters are designed to truly make us feel uncomfortable. Think Frankenstein, zombies, vampires. These things are 
fairly human-like. They have heads and bodies and arms and legs, all similar to ours. They look human, but they're not. And that is where the fear comes in. It looks human, but there's something off about it. The xenomorph takes it to another level. They make it more biomechanical. It looks as almost if his of its its bones are sort of exposed. It looks like it's made of tubes and wires. It has protruding spines. It has a head that's long and doesn't have eyes, but it's humanoid. And that feeling, seeing a humanoid creature that has a similar appearance and stance to a human, but it's certainly not a human, targets our most primal fear response because it looks similar to us. It looks almost familiar, but it's different. There's something off about it. And that makes you feel a very visceral reaction. You're like, this is not good. This is something that can definitely harm me. It's not something that you really experience in modern day life. It's something that your DNA, years of evolution, have built into you. That this, what you are looking at, is not right. It's something that will harm you and it pushes that fear to a peak. You have isolation where they feel alone that they are very vulnerable. You have something unseen. You don't know what it is. When he finally reveals what it is, it's something that knows you. It is similar to you. It knows similar patterns of its behavior or similar to how humans react. While the xenomorph is more predatorial, it is bipedal hunts by stamina and sneaking around, similar to how a human would hunt. And that's what makes it so horrifying. It makes it a monster. Is that it's human, but not enough. And they really play on that in this movie because it's born from a human. An embryo is implanted into the human. It takes on the human DNA comes out and it's bipedal like a human it's for that reason that the movie has had such good reception over the years although it makes you feel a fear response that's the response they're going for you don't have to focus much on anything else what you have to focus on is the fear isolation the unseen eerily human those fears all combined are what make alien so perfectly monstrous as a movie and that's why it's one of my favorites I would say it's why it's really up there in a movie that I would say is almost perfect because they know what they're trying to get out of it and they know the way to go about it they have good writing the characters feel believable. They're out in space. They're acting. 
very much like they're on a ship and they're following certain procedures to try and not contaminate things, to try and not hurt any of the crew because they are very isolated. When they're unseen, when the creature's unseen, you have the crew trying to find it. They're trying to split up. And although it's not a smart response, it's a fairly rational response from their minds. They think they need to find it, and they have no idea that it's going to grow to human size within within only a few hours. And then their minds are twisted when it's humanoid like they are. And that builds and builds and builds and with music and the creature design and the shots it makes you feel all these fear responses and that's exactly what makes Alien so easily entertained that was such a weird way to say that but you get what I'm saying (laughs) but yeah that was Alien hopefully you enjoyed talking about it we're going to implement something a little bit new so prior to the question of the week we are going to do something since this is easily entertained so we don't usually talk very badly about anything so we can't usually rate our movies on a scale of one to ten because they would all be probably fives or higher because that's just how i enjoy movies it's very rare that i find something that i can't appreciate in some form or fashion so we're going to be implementing a new rating system for all of our movies so that you can know if you haven't seen it to go watch it or maybe you can let me know what your rating would be on this movie and how much you like it or dislike it that's okay but this is going to be the new easily entertained rating scale so starting from the bottom we're going to move to the top tier one garbage you don't want to see it because you know I'm a reviewer I'm gonna be seeing anything at least once just because I'm reviewing things if it is garbage that means I've seen it and declared that you probably shouldn't see it it's not that good you don't really want to see it this is going to be a very rare category because I rarely feel that way about movies then we're going to have once is fine it's a movie that you could see once and be like okay I can say I've seen it but that's all I need for me that's like Citizen Kane I've seen it more than once but I don't really like that I've seen it more than once (laughs) I don't think that movie is all that great which the film bros will come for me but once is fine next the right mood you just have to be in the mood to watch it and that can be on a whole number of levels the movie can be really good but it has to be a movie that you're in the right mood for and i think for me that's usually like comedy type movies or a lot of holiday movies like it has to be the holiday season for me to even think about it movies like elf which i might get a lot of hate for but elf is not like my favorite christmas movie and so i have to be in the right mood during christmas to watch elf next you have quotable it's a movie that is pretty good and it kind of lives in your head a little bit you think about it and sometimes you remember a quote from it and i don't really have a very specific example of this just because i feel like i quote movies literally all the time and so that's not very helpful (laughs) and then we have go to a movie that you're probably going to pick eight to nine times out of ten when 
you get the chance to decide a movie. It's a movie that is pretty decent, pretty decent that you could watch almost all the time. It's your, it's like you said, it's your go-to, something that you you can pick pretty often. For me, that's usually like maybe a Marvel movie. That could be uh, a lot of Pixar movies. It could be an animation like. Uh, Prince of Egypt, How to Train Your Dragon, something that is like really good, and I could watch it fairly often, but it's not it's not all the way at the top. Which brings us to the next one, which is all day, every day. You could watch it 24-7 for the rest of your life, and you would not get sick of it. For me, this is movies like Wally, Jurassic Park. Ford versus Ferrari. These are movies that I really have never gotten sick of them, and I can watch them on repeat over and over and over again. Probably to the point where it's a bit annoying to anyone around me, but that's the kind of rating we got. So, of these ratings, Alien, we are going to put as, I think, a go-to. I wouldn't want to watch it all day, every day, but I do think it's one if we're in like a horror mood that's what we're gonna pick we're gonna watch a horror movie nine times out of ten i am probably gonna say alien it's a good movie i think there's a lot of things to appreciate about it like i said you target all those fears and you have a good response to it that's the intended response which is usually what you want from a movie if it's supposed to make you fear supposed to make you feel fear i want a movie that's gonna do that alien is a kind of movie that is sure to do that and so I'd say Alien is a go-to. And before we leave, let's have our question of the week. I kind of already answered it, so I won't go too in detail. But it is, what is your favorite monster design? And this can be from an old movie of back when there were practical designs, or it can be a new CGI movie where it's like the new Godzilla. Or maybe you like the old Godzilla or old King Kong or... The creature from the Black Lagoon. Whatever you like. What is your favorite monster design that you've seen in a movie? Mine, of course, like I was saying, is the Xenomorph. I really like how it's kind of an amalgamation of biomechanical type stuff. It has a humanoid body, but it feels like it's almost manufactured. It has parts that almost look like piping or structures around it that just seem a bit out of the ordinary and I think that's an interesting way to make a movie monster but with that being said what is your favorite movie monster let us know down in the comments or respond to the Q&A on Spotify we want to know what is your favorite movie monster and that brings us to the end of the episode thank you so much for watching i hope you guys had a fantastic new year i'm excited to have season two of easily entertained we're gonna have some really good movies and shows and entertainment things coming up this year so stay tuned and i'll see you next time bye you have been easily entertained